Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Legionnaire Podcast. Hello. Um Yeah, it was a bit it was a big week. Um in what way? Well for Star Wars, I guess. Not really. I mean what Bad Batch ended. Yeah. Commando. Ma- Next week will be bigger. Yeah, yeah, next week's going to be big with Lucasfilm, but we're, we'll get into that later. Um, huh. Yeah, not, I don't know, I mean, it was only Bad Batch that ended. That was really big. Yeah, that was huge. It was. Um, do you want to get into that right away? We could, yeah. Um, episode 15 and 16, Summit and... Plan 99. Yeah, Plan 99. I guess this is more of like a season two review as well. But I want to talk about those last two episodes as well. Yeah. So if you haven't Uh, seen them, we're going to be jumping fully into spoilers here. But yeah. Um, What did you think of this season, at least overall, compared to last season? I think this season did the same thing. That season one did. The first half of the... Okay, again, honestly, if I if I have to look at the between the two seasons, I honestly think season two might be better than season one. I think it is. Season two has better episodes. Like, the best episodes of season two are better than the best episodes of season one. Yeah. Like, season one has great... I'm not saying they don't have great episodes. They have great episodes... But the season two is more of them because I remember he said season one first half of it is like pretty meh. Season two, like episode three, is great with where we see Cody. We didn't see Cody again, um, so that's an open plot line. Um, yeah, like first solitary clone. Were, the first two episodes were pretty decent as well. Yeah, they were they were good, but like they weren't like knock your socks off. Mm-hmm. It was cool seeing um, Dooku's palace and going back there, and then where it started with Rampart telling the clone to, like, falsify records. Yeah, and then he kills the clone. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, like, I've, we're going through and looking Wilcox, at the... Captain Wilcox. That's right. Rest I don't peace. know why I remember his name, but I do. I, like, make a mental note to remember every clone's name. Because we should. They're heroes. Well, so I think um, I I think one of the things that like is meant for Bad Batch. Bad Batch is not a show that is aimed for people to like criticize and come at with their criticisms. It's meant for people who watch the Clone Wars and want closure on the clones and the entire storyline about clones. Yeah. Like, it's a cloning storyline, and it's not meant for you to come at it with its criticisms. We're going to give it criticisms nonetheless, but, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, these episodes that were filler content were bad. Like, I mean, I understand what they're doing. I mean, I'm not going to dive and worry too much about, like, the episodes where they're going on, like, the pod racer races. Like, I mean, it wasn't my favorite episode, but I just, like, roll my eyes. Well, I think that's because, like, at the end of the season, like, the character... Like, okay, spoiler alert. 
five, four, three, two, one. Tech dying at the end. Um, well, because like episode four, faster is what it's called. Like the the riot racing one that shows tech. It gives like tech is like the, the he like he is the focal point of that episode. Um, so it does it like looking back, it's like okay, I guess that episode does make sense because you see more of tech and like so when he when we lose him later, that's why it hurts so much. Is because like we saw a lot more of him. Yeah, but like when I look at that episode, I'm not gonna like. Oh, this was the episode that made me realize I love tech. Yeah, yeah, that's fa- no, that's fair. But like, it's just more like exposure to him. So like, when you lose characters, like it's like again, like Hosni developing, yeah, yeah, because it's like the difference between like blowing up Hosni and Prime versus like if they'd blown up Coruscant in the sequel trilogy. It's like Hosni and Prime, like oh my god, we lost Capital City or the Capital Planet. It's like cool, we've never seen it before, so like it doesn't really affect me all that much. Like versus if they'd blown up Coruscant. That would have been wild because like we saw Coruscant for a lot more. Mm-hmm. But at, they could have killed anyone at the end of the day, and I still would have been really upset. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, it doesn't matter who they would have picked. Um, yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to think honestly if there's like an order of like who I'd be most mad to see. Hunter. Like Hunter. But I can't honestly, count Omega. I'm, re- I'm, I'm really mad at Tech. I think it's great. I think it's great. I can't, I can't pick any of them that I'd be mad about dying, or like more mad about dying because I would all be like, I was so upset when Tech died. Yeah, I was. Oh. I cried. I, I cried. I cried a lot. That was that was tough because like I love the set piece of him running across the rail car wire though. Yes, I loved Dude. that. I loved it so much. It's like the framing of this show, like gives you the scope of how big it, like how, how in like how dire circumstances there, like the two rail cars and the giant chasm below, and you're like, holy crap, these guys are screwed. And like, you know, Bad Batch is gonna like it's like heat when all of a sudden you're getting like a first person view of someone. Like, think about that because they've got like a first person view of Hunter, like when Omega got captured. Um, in season one. After Cad Bane showed up and reminded everybody who the F he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get it from Omega's perspective as well. Um, this one, I like this one more. I did too. This one, I thought this one was really good. I, I hope they continue to do it in potential season three, yet to be confirmed. But it's going to be confirmed. Let's. Or I think we're jumping a little bit ahead. Like, I can't. Do you want to run through like the episodes and like talk about what's heat and what's not? Because like we didn't really talk about all the episodes all that much. No. Um. So the first two episodes, spoils of war, ruins of war. We kind of t- we we reviewed we these. They're review. good. They're fun. We reviewed the first half of the season mostly, but yeah, I like seeing Dooku's palace again and all of that. I love the costumes that the Bad Batch has as well too. This season. Yeah, like modified like- clone trooper armor. Yeah, kind of like outsider type. It's not like it's it's not like polished and clean clone trooper armor. Like we're like it looks like they've been a part of war. Yeah, <clears throat> no, it does. They look yeah, they look like they have been wearing that armor for a very very long time. I think it's been like a year since the end of season one as well. That's probably fair. I don't I don't know what the time jump was, but I feel like. I think I read it was like a year, okay. like ten months to a year. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll buy that. Um, episode three, the solitary clone, where it features um, 
Crosshair and Commander Cody. I dude, any episode with Crosshair this season was like any uh, above a nine out of ten content. Yeah, he didn't get a ton this season, but I think it was more. I liked his character arc more this season than I did last season, and I want to talk about it specifically um, later at the outpost because I want to <sighs> reference something else. But um, yeah, no, the solitary clone. I think um, one of the things that I loved most about it was um, just at like the end of the episode where they're trying to make that treaty with like the the ruler of the ruler of the planet with. The, with the empire and they just kill him yeah that was wild i love it though i love it so much and what i love and again like what i love like setting up for later is like finding out that cody defected because we don't like again that's a big like for the real ones who know like the clone storyline and like who they all are like cody defecting is big because nobody knows like this is a brand new like because like in legends like cody did like he worked for the empire for a longer yada yada yeah we're in brand new territory territory we don't know what happens to cody we don't know where he goes we don't know when he dies we don't know who he sees we'll talk about that a little bit later um because i have theories mm-hmm. associated with different stuff but yeah, the, and it was just like a really... It felt like a good Clone Wars episode again. The thing that kind of bothers me is when people, like, prior to the Clone Wars coming out, they're like, oh, I love the clones so much. Like, name one clone to me outside of the Clone Wars. Oh, Commander Cody. I'm like, yeah, that's the only clone that we ever knew, like, throughout the entire Clone Wars. I guess you could say Gree from Kashyyyk, but people... You don't hear his name. Like, yeah. He, you we know, see him with his helmet off. We see Cody with his helmet off. That's true. Um, yeah, I, mean, I think they all he's look the same. But like, that's. It's, I think it's. I think a lot of people forget too that like Cody's the one that like tried to kill Obi Wan. And I wish we got to see more of his perspective yeah. of that, like where we see Rex's perspective, trying to kill Ahsoka. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I. That's definitely like a trauma cave that Dave is going to dig into at some point. Um. I would love to go into into more of that because I think they like like barely scratched the surface of it in the solitary clone. Like yeah. you can tell, like Cody. I don't think any of the clones are happy of like what happened because they were forced to do it. Yeah, and you, you that's something that you can tell that they are setting up to pay off at a later date. Um, I would just like to pause here and like thank the mind of George Lucas because people talk about like yes, he's a bad like dialogue writer. Sometimes his ideas are a little out there, but can we just talk about how, like, crazy it is that he took the original trilogy, which everybody's like, that is the gold standard. He creates the prequels, which, like, has its flaws, but, like, just the mind of, like, I am going to, like, like, just talking for the clones here. These people are clones of a bounty hunter who is contracted by the bad guys, but is used to create an army for the good guys to destroy them. At the end of the war. Like, the dude, like, he's like he's playing 40 chess in his brain when he, like, create, like, George Lucas's world building is, like, it's, like, him, J.R.R. Tolkien, like, it is, like, like, there are, like, levels to the game of, like, storytelling. Like, when I talk about storytelling, I mean, like, just building stories and, like, telling the overall stories because, like, no, he's not the best dialogue writer sometimes. Like, you can watch the prequels movies. Like, I love those movies, but... They have pretty – it's pretty clunky dialogue. 
Yeah. Well, like, so here's sorry. Here's what I'll say. The original trilogy shines in its ex- in its execution, while I think the prequels shine more in their vision with the story. I agree. Like I think the story of the prequels is like and I think it's the way that they've been able to flesh out that story even more because I I think there's parts of this where George is even like I didn't think to take it this far. No, probably no, and that's where like him teaching Dave and like we praise Dave like every other week on this podcast, but like when you have somebody who like commits their like not their life, but like their profession, like I am going to understand this better than anybody else and tell these stories as the creator wanted. Yeah. I'm I'm not surprised that George Lucas's favorite episode too was the one with the droids walking in the desert. The void in oh. the void episodes. Yeah, with um Gregor, the clone yeah. commando. Yeah, of course For it's one his, episode. That's of course that's his favorite episode. Arc. It was four episodes. God, those ones were so long. They were long. They were it was yeah. They just planted a nuclear bomb on the Venetar and then sent it into the middle. <laughs> That's how it ended. It was so goofy. But anyways, um, there's Faster and Entombed and Tribe. I loved Tribe. Yeah, Faster and Entombed, they were just kind of there. I think Entombed set up more of like a relationship between... It's, uh, it set up Fee's character more. Wanda Sykes' character. Yeah. And Psych tech guys, Scott, guys, psych. I don't know. Fee, her name, her character's name's Fee. So, set up that romance between her and Tech. It did, which was I liked. Um, but I mean, it, those are like two like filler episodes. Where like, it's not. It wasn't really keeping my attention throughout most of the episode. Yeah, no, it was. It entombed was. Uh, it was. I don't. Know. It was. I'm not gonna rip on it but like it was not my it's favorite. a it's a fun adventure i'm not gonna go back and rewatch it that I, I mean i will if i rewatch when i rewatch the series but you know it's a fun adventure for someone not for me this is it, it, like i'm not it's not a bad episode but it's just there's so many other great things this season tribe though um i think that's an interesting it's an interesting take on like another jedi who survived yeah, I know, like Gunji and um go I lo- like this is where I, what I love about Star Wars is like when it dives into like the spirituality of like like different cultures in the galaxy, like listening to the trees and like like the forest like with gun it's kind of it's kind of like the forest but like like getting con- in connection with the natural world mm-hmm. is like a big thing star wars preaches and like most a lot of fantasy things like lord of the rings preaches the same thing like being in connection with the natural world versus like industry and modernization and mechanization of things like and i I really really like that out of this and this was the episode that also made me turn against the trandoshans forever um i am now anti-trandoshan yeah until boss comes back and you're like i love boss exactly so um, A-tab. Um, All oceans are bad. Yeah, that's true. They are. A-tab. Actually, that is true because we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> I've yet to meet – actually, well, there's one, but he's in the High Republic, but we haven't t- delved into that yet, which blows my mind. Anyways, yeah, no, um, Tribe was great. 
it was uh, this is again i i love the story of it but like here again we have another jedi that survived order 66 yeah but i'm okay with it being gunji <laughs> me too like i never want like a padawan like especially no. a wookiee to die but like holy okay moly we are reaching like okay again it depends if there's like ten thousand jedi the amount that we've seen survive i'm okay with and also okay to be fair if there is out like just analyzing by like species perspective if there's a species that's going to survive order 66 it's going to be a wookiee like maybe i don't know i mean i feel like the wookiees are like the most like some of the most like prejudiced uh enslaved species in the star wars galaxy yeah but think about how tough they are like yeah they're strong they're built different man i yeah i guess i mean i guess the empire like exploited them more for like their physical traits to like yeah you see yeah slave labor like in the spice mines yeah um yeah no it's it was a really good episode um I just, yeah, I just like when Star Wars gets like spiritual at points because it always hits more. Just for me, but mm-hmm. I, I know there's some people like other stuff. But anyways, I'll say so. Up until this point in the season, I was pretty lukewarm on it. I was like, "That's decent. It's not great." Like I was, I was blown away with the solitary clone, and I kind of liked Tribe. I thought it was a good episode. Let me say from here on out, the show was pretty much consistent heaters with the exception yeah. of two. Yeah, so, th- yeah, two episodes from here on out are like, okay. But, but um, the mid-season with Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences, oh, God. dude, these were some heat episodes. These episodes were really freaking good. Like, this is in the pantheon of best Clone Wars episodes. Um so, Here's what I want to say to begin with. Um, I love the concept that it goes back to the end of season one, and it's the it's his name was Slip, the clone who uh, confirmed the order that all the city uh, that all of Topoka City was destroyed. Yes, that his name was Slip. I think it was Slip. Yeah. Oh, because I'm thinking of Slick, the guy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you're, I know who you're thinking of, and it's not him. Yeah. Dude, I love that we go back to him, and um, it, it, I love the fact that he just has so much PTSD from it. I don't, like, I don't love PTSD as a thing for people, but, like... It's such an interesting concept when they dive into it, because, like, you have all... You have... We're going to say... 500 million clones that have there's not a single difference among any of them genetically and physically they're all the same i mean maybe like their hairstyles and like tattoos but like that's about it and then like cosmetically they can change but yes but you have like 500 million of the same genetic who should be down to the wire like the same person each and every single one of them has their own personality and character and i love going into that in every single clone Exactly. I love that so much. And it goes so much further into it. It does. And, like, when we talk about, like, like, we like seeing, like, the PTSD in the clones. It's not because we're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. It's like, 
you like you're humanizing them. They're like they're like, dude, we're people. Like, yes, we were like engineered. We were grown really fast and we're aging faster than everybody else. Technically, they're only like four years old, but like they're 26, 27, 28 men. And they're like, God, just, I just destroyed my home. They just told me to do it and I did it. Like, I we had That's to do all they this. Know. All they know is to like say yes and like be the yes man kind of. Like, they but they also have that independent thinking and that's what they talk about. They press on that a lot. It's like they think too much. They disobey orders. It's like it's like the, it's a weird duality. Like they either like they're really low and they follow orders or they're like, I, yeah, man, I don't know how I feel about this order here. It's it's a fine line of like, I mean, it really is showing the rise of um of like fascism, like this like entire like season. And yeah. I love like just like the, like the whole layers of the clones are actually like becoming more self-aware and it's like they're not just like these expendable like troops that you have that are just like free like at your will um i think the thing that just makes it so unique to me is um you see like i love the fact i this is like i never thought that i would love this that these two episodes are focused on fighting for clone rights yes this is politics in star wars rights you're fighting for them to like get health care, get like the um, therapy that they need from the war, give them like jobs, like at like the VA and that sort of stuff. Like they give them like these type of things. This is this is when we talk about like we're not trying to make a joke. The Cologne Wars was Vietnam. Like when the veterans came back from Vietnam, they were like spit on, they weren't respected. They're like you're the worst. Like, and you're seeing that with the clones here, and it's like when people are, like. Politics of Star Wars is boring. It's like, yes, when it's executed boringly, but this is like, you're like, I want rights for the clones. Like, I want, what's her, what's her name? Senator, is it, it's not Tucci, is it? Is it Senator it Tucci? Yeah. Senator Tucci, it's like, you're like, you want her to win. Like, we want to get the rights for the clones back. And we see the man himself. Sheev. Sheev. Dude, okay. We had to talk about, like, the 10,000 brain IQ that Sheev was doing in this like two episode story arc because obviously like the whole i think this sees series is about like the phasing out of clones and like going into um the stormtrooper program stormtroopers and like i understand the concept of it because like the clones were like devoted to the republic and they're devoted to like they understand like right from wrong whereas the stormtroopers it's like indoctrinating people who are actually devoted to the empire and like you're just spreading yeah. that propaganda and it's like kind of see it in today's world too but um like you see people who are like a hundred percent involved and like indoctrinated by a certain type of rhetoric that's spread by this government um and i love the fact where it's like the clones like this is not the republic that we were fighting for like this is not what we started out doing um I love, though, where you try to see the clones get phased out. And, like, Admiral Rampart's whole part up until, like, this midseason was, like, silence all the clones if they uh, sort of speak out of line. Either kill them or send them away to... uh, Mount Tantus. Yeah, who we haven't met yet. But I love then when Sheev rolls up, he's like, oh, yeah, Admiral Rampart... I gotta go back and rewatch these episodes because they're so good. Yeah. But I, if I remember it correctly, Shiva's like, "This is just a prime example of how the clones aren't reliable and they're too erratic for behavior, and we need to uh, discharge them immediately from the uh, empire's uh, from the empire's army." Yeah, and you're like, 
oh my god we played right into his hand i i love these two episodes like these were like these really felt like prime clone wars episodes yeah i felt like i was like 12 years old or 11 10 11 or how old was i eight yeah watching season one in fourth grade <laughs> i just remember um because i this is when i watched it with you and we were making the drive on out um and i you had already seen it before i did that's right i had yeah so you were kind of like watching my reaction for it yeah dude and like the assassin clones we didn't even talk about I the assassin say, clone. we didn't even talk about this yet you go into the, it the, well the assassin clone it's like some guy like like ramparts giving orders to this assassin clone so like this shows like they have like different types of like when they talk about like the bad batches like the specialized whatever like they have like specific assassin clones which are like they're like follow orders kill things no serial number no serial code they bite on their thing and they die like it's like they are expendable assassination machines it's nuts i love it i love it so much because when he shows up on stream like wow that doesn't let the kind of looks like crosshair but it's not Mm-hmm. oh my god and like it was dark dude and the music it's always weird like in the really great episodes you can tell they're gonna be heat by the, their opening shot and the music that they use <laughs> like in this like in these episodes the music was heat like when palpatine's rising out on the thing and you hear like like the operatic like it's like this like creepy opera music it's like oh man sheaves here i dude i love it so much and this is where then at the end of uh because we're saying clone conspiracy and truth and consequences because they're basically one episode um, yeah this is though where echo leaves the bad batch then which i'm not surprised no i'm not either and like honestly even after it, i was like god i kind of want to show it just focusing on what he and rex are up to and that whole group because it's not just them cause no part of it as well yeah dude we can get into for next season's predictions yeah but, um these two episodes were phenomenal. And then, unless we have anything else with these. Uh, no. Um, no, I, I, yeah. No, these were, I think we, we talked about these a while ago, but like, oh man. The, and then like these, okay, so then I guess we get to the next two episodes. Pretty mid, uh, not gonna lie. And retrieval. Yeah, like you see, cause like, the, the big thing with these two is like, you see like Omega's like really upset about losing tech. Uh, not tech um echo echo it's the fallout she's, of it yeah and she's like just sad because she's like god he's like my he's like my brother and like he left and like nobody's like sad about it and then she loses the ship like we lost our home now too and like we've lost everything and nobody's saying anything about it and like it's good like and like i get where that's going but like you know it's good to a certain point it's like okay i understand this mm-hmm. that's I what it did the, i think these episodes though are what fleshed out tech's character more for me that's true yeah, where he's like apologizing to Omega, and like they're kind of they're becoming more close, I guess, because you never really see him be super close. Yep, I think you start like touching the more like the human side of tech, because I think that's like his biggest issue. That, at least that's what, that was the biggest issue I had in season one, where like he's just a know-it-all. Yeah, no, and this is like humanizing the know-it-all. Um, but yeah, these episodes are pretty boring because like yeah, their ship got stolen, and I was like, I yawned. I know that they're gonna get it back. Yeah, it's like they're not saying how I especially knew that they were gonna get the ship back because I didn't watch these two episodes until the day before the finale came out. I skipped these two episodes. 
<laughs> but I did come back and rewatch them because I was like, I know we're gonna do a season review, so I have to go back and like watch all of them. Um, I watch them every week because I'm a, he, I'm a real one. Here's what I will say: I think it was no, it wasn't. It was the finale where I I won't say it yet, but but so from here on out, then straight, it's heat. Like eight, nine out of ten episodes. Yeah, because we up to kick like it off with of ten episodes. <laughs> we then we kick it off with metamorphosis when the zillow beast comes back yeah the zillow beast came back and boy was that because it opens like a like a horror movie from the 80s i felt like an alien movie like there's a clone commando and he gets mauled by the zillow beast dude i love that they are finally bringing back a plot line that was set up back in 2010 yeah like 13 years later because it ends with um the kaminoan being like, you want me to clone the Zillow Beast? And Palpatine's like, ooh, yeah. And then, like, that was that. Like, that's all they did with it. So and then we never, yeah. We just finally get back to it. And I love, dude, I love also seeing the clone commandos in this as well. Um, yeah, we see more of them in the finale, but I, I want a show dedicated to the commandos. Yeah, they're so cool. I, I love it so much. Um, but I, it, I do like what you say, where it's like a horror-type episode at the beginning, where it's like... You don't know what it is. And the Zillow Beast was, it's kind of funny, like, how it gets, like, its size and its power. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's literally a metamorphosis because it's getting energy and it's growing in size and power. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, so my favorite, and this is my favorite line of the season and of, um, it's from my favorite line of the episode and of the season and of the series. And it's when Tex says to Hunter when they finally make the realization, he's like, I don't think... The Empire destroyed Kamino to end cloning. They just wanted to control it. And I was like, I'm 100% invested in this now. Because it makes yeah. sense. They're setting up the rest it does. of the saga. Yeah. No, it's like they don't, like, when they have, when someone has something they want, it's like, oh, we want that. But you can't have this anymore. Like, we want to be in control of this because somebody else might take it. It kind of reminds me of certain government. <sighs> Good God, Will. Anyways. I, I, look, listen, listen. I'll just say is I I think it's incredibly interesting that the fact that the Empire destroyed Topoka City and basically killed nearly all the Kaminoans just because they wanted to have their hands on cloning technology and they wanted to be the ones in control of it. Because I don't think we talk about it enough, but the idea of cloning in Star Wars, like in general, the idea of cloning, that's like a – yeah, that's really, really important. It's yeah, it is integral to the entire it is integral to like basically two out of the three trilogies. Yeah. And you could argue maybe the the original trilogy because Palpatine's in it, but like it's yeah. It's more integral to the first and last trilogy. Yeah. Which I yeah. do like that like we it feels like no offense to Mando well, Mando is kind of leading into it now, but I feel like it's aimed more towards Thrawn. I yeah. feel like Bad Batch is doing more for the sequel trilogy than Mando is, though. I, I honestly, I would agree. Like, they're really setting up this, like, Palpatine cloning storyline. Uh, okay, let me alter that statement. They're doing more for, like, Palpatine coming back, but, like, Mando's doing more for, like, showing how flawed the New Republic is, albeit, like, it's a little, like forced and like really abrupt 
at points. Yeah. Um, when we talk about Mando here. Yeah, but anyways, no, it's yeah. Metamorphosis was a great episode, though. Um, but Outpost. Okay. I'll let you. I know you love this episode, so I'll let Dude, you go first. This might be one of my favorite episodes I've ever seen. It's just like top ten Clone Wars too. It is, and here's the deal: I love the finale, and I love like it was really amazing. But like just as a, like a standalone piece of art, the outpost is like as good as it gets because like you see Crosshair. This is because it pays off seeing Crosshair's like full scale revolution as a character. You see, we get more time with other clones like Commander Mayday, another top twenty clone. I know I've. Everybody's my favorite clone whenever I meet them, but like he's one of my favorite clones now. And like him, like teaching Crosshair, like I, it's just like I don't even I can't even put into words how how much I love this episode. I'll take it over from here because I wanted you to bring up Commander Mayday and Crosshair. When we first meet the Bad Batch in season seven of the Clone Wars during the rescue of Echo story arc, I don't know if you remember, but Crosshair was butting heads very hard with Captain Rex, and he was like oh yeah, I'd feel guilty too if I left him behind, but he's just another reg. And like Crosshair is like, you really tell that, you can tell that Crosshair does not care about regular clones at all. Yeah. And it is very apparent in those first four episodes that we meet the Bad Batch. So I love the fact that in this episode, he risks his entire life to save Mayday and bring him back to the base yeah like this is i think the outpost is probably my favorite episode of the season oh yeah no it's not yeah like it is super super good and the like there's not a ton that happens in it it's just like how they dive more into the characters of the clones yeah it's just the interactions between them between them and then between them and the empire because i think the best part of the episode is where the imperial officer like you have to have like that antagonist character it's like always going to remain evil and yeah the imperial officer is like well where were the last two boxes you guys were supposed to bring back to us to the outpost and it's like well i could care less that this clone is dying i mean he's expendable yeah and that was... he falls on the ground and he's about to die and then crosshair just pulls out a gun and shoots him i'm like i'm so everybody wanted that to happen and i'm yeah, so no. glad that it happened I just love how Commander Mayday was talking down to the lieutenant because, like, for those who don't know, Commander outranks lieutenant. So, and, like, the lieutenant's like, I am in charge of this operation. I was like, okay, lieutenant, what's your plan? How many operations have you been in charge of? Like, I, this is my first one. It's like, all right, well, I guess you're going to do a great job. (laughs) I, yeah, this episode just in general was, it was so good. It, it was so so good no it's you don't even have to like have seen any of the bad batch to just appreciate like i mean you're gonna appreciate it more if you understand who crosshair is as a character but just like just seeing like just watching the episode you can i feel like you can appreciate this episode in a vacuum i think the other thing that just makes it so good is like you appreciate the brotherhood of the clones even more yeah because every single clone is a brother to one another yeah brother from the same father yeah i i love it so much like the clones they're they're just one of the best characters in all of star wars like they really are 
Yeah, and no, I, I've I've said it like this is the episode where like I will say it and I'll defend it, but I think when Star Wars is being animated, the storytelling is at its best. I think it's just because we haven't had like the best live action storytelling in a while. Well, here's what I'll say: is like I love Andor and I love the fresh take of Andor, but I love this more. Episodes yeah, no, like the outpost. I agree because those feel like those are Star Wars episodes to me yeah well exactly. andor feels like star wars but like dude these ones are just they're so good i also love the ep- that we can see the first phase of like the stormtrooper ar- uh, armor as well yes and i have theories for actually why i'm really excited this is going into more seasons because we'll get to that eventually okay. but um so that was the outpost pabu i actually really liked pabu it's i people, loved I... pabu Dude, I was looking on the Galactic Transmission um, Instagram page, and, like, people, like, in the community voted that really low. People, like, didn't like it. Like, people thought it was boring, I thought. But, like, dude, it's, like, so – it's, like, such a good, like, breath of fresh air. It's, like, hey, we're on an island. This is what your life could look like. Tech can settle down with his lady here. Omega has friends here she can hang out with. You guys can go fishing. You can help just contribute to the community, and you're not – soldiers anymore and you're like oh my god this is like i want this for you you want to see them retire you want to see the bad batch retire i want a clone to get a happy ending because i don't think i've seen a single clone get a happy ending because like rex yeah, just fights cut. his whole who's cut? cut cut remember cut in season one? Oh, cut yeah no his family yeah he's a farmer yeah. but he's a deserter clone yeah and he's like he, he kind of lives with that guilt but like I mean, I'm not going to blame him for it. No, I'm not either. He's a clone, but, like, I I totally can't. I probably would, too. Um, yeah, no, it's... Because, God, you just... You, this episode is like, God, I want a happy ending for them. I mean, it's just... It's a simple episode. Tsunami hits the city that they're on. And they're like, oh, gosh, we lost half the city. What are we going to do? And then, like... I love this. Just, like, retire here. Like, make the city better. Come with, up with the improvements that you need to. I'm sure three clones could, like, outsmart this entire village tribe of people. Not like the pe- people are dumb, but, like, it's like they have a very specific set of skills. They, like, Wrecker can help build stuff. Hunter's, like, I don't know, he's a good Well, Hunter, fish. like, can, like, sense anything on the planet. I don't even know, like, what his enhanced abilities are, but... Yeah, they like they kind of like brush over his abilities a lot. He's like, "Oh, your heightened senses." It's like we don't really see him use them a whole lot, to be honest with you. Um, we do see it though. It's actually this episode really that centipede is going up to like sting Fee in the neck, and that's where he like throws the knife. Yeah, that's right. And I will say as well, this is the episode as well where it's like I do like you see like Omega's character development slightly, where it's like in season one she sucked with that bow. And now in the season, she is whipping that thing out. Like, it's not even a problem. Yeah. No, it is. It's cool. It's, it's a kinda, good episode. She's a good character this season, but she wasn't as prominent in uh, the other one. Well, I, what other one? Season one. I mean, I don't... Probably. I don't know. I haven't rewatched season one in a while, so I'd, I can't confirm or deny that statement. Yeah, I guess I can't either, but... I think I've recency bias with this season because of how much I've seen her grow. True. Um, but yeah, I like Pablo a lot. And also, <clears throat> I know you haven't watched it, so I'll fill in here quick. But 
Dave Filoni did work on Avatar The Last Airbender, and I think he also might have worked in um, Legend of Korra. Pabu is one of the animals in Legend of Korra. It's a little red ferret. So, oh, that's cool. Just so you know. And I'm sure you've heard the thing with uh, Appa and Commander Oppo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so, Dave has worked within Avatar The Last Airbender, so... Yeah, I, th- I, I, like, I like the little references that like he makes back if he's able to. Yeah, I like that. I think it's, I think it's really cool. Because I feel like Star Wars fans and Avatar The Last Airbender fans are like pals. Well, yeah, they're like, well, we have two of the greatest not only cartoons but TV shows of all time. Yeah. Like I sit out here. I'll say Avatar The Last Airbender is my favorite show of all time. I do like saying the Clone Wars as well, though, because I grew up with the Clone Wars and I watched it. But I think Avatar's story, I love the story of Avatar. Yeah. But Should I watch Avatar or anime first? Depends on what you're looking for. Oh. I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> I can't help you. Um, tipping point. We're 40 minutes in. Holy moly. Yeah, I don't even remember. Honestly, I don't remember what happens in... Oh, Re- Return of Echo. Bowser. That's right. Dude, we see all the boys come back. I was so happy this episode. It was a good one. It, this one is like a precursor, though, to the finale. Yeah, it's like the, the pe- technically the penultimate episode. Um, yeah. It's just setting things up where it's like Crosshair is um, like since the outpost incident, he's been captured and he's at what's that mountain called? Mount Tantus. Mount Tantus. He's at Mount Tantus. Um, Hemlock is trying to find out where Omega is because we need Omega for cloning, and she has like the key to it. Like, Bro, like, potentially. Pause. How good of a villain is Hemlock, and how good does he fit into the Star Wars universe? He is. He is interesting. I want to know more about him. Yeah. No. He. He's like. When I'm watching him on screen, I get like. He feels like. Like a Nazi scientist. Yeah. Like, he has very, like, Nazi scientist vibes about him. Like, he is doing some pretty twisted stuff. Because he's, like, that guy, I don't know. That guy's dark. I was going to say he reminds me of Thrawn. He seems uh, very cold and calculated. Yeah, but in a different way. Yeah, well, yeah, like, not, yeah. Thrawn, I think, more is, like, a, like I, can, I think you could tell Thrawn's presence on screen. I feel like with this guy, I don't know, like, I'm not, like, overly intimidated when I see him. I am a little bit more just because of, like, he is, like, you can tell this guy is just, like, ruthless. I don't think he cares about anything. No, he doesn't. He he is, like, a psychopath. I want to know his motives, though. That's what I want to get into. Like, I want to know what makes this guy tick and, like, why he does what he does. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, Yeah. But we get more – so tipping point, you just get more into, like, the rebellion that, like, uh, Rex and Echo have, like, set up, even though we don't see Rex. I wish we did. Well, um, yeah, but then you get, like, Crosshair being, like, Plan 88. Like, this guy is coming for e- – or uh, not Echo, Omega. Like, you guys need to, like, get away and hide. Well, so then that sets up the finale, which – this finale so outpost is like 13 out of 10 episode the finale is 12 out of 10 the only complaint i have about this finale 
is that it's two different episodes and it should have just been one episode that's what i get so confused about when they have like they release two episodes like why don't we just like we did that with, with the first episode of the first season it's 70 minutes long like why don't we just for the big things just like fuse it together and make it one big story like I don't get why they don't do that because I would have been irate if that first episode of the series in season one was like two or three episodes long. I'd be like, just make it one episode. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like Andor. Because it not only does it flow better, like because like the episode, like you can tell when the episode ends. So at the end of like the su- at the summit, where it's like, oh, we're stuck on the rail car, and it's like, oh, and like it plays like the dramatic music, and then it cuts to the credits, and like you start the second episode, and it goes in, and it's like. Right, here's where that last episode left off it's like just make it one whole episode so you don't have to have like that awkward like filler time in between the both yeah they're like well they're like 20 30 minute episodes they're not it's not like and where they were like an hour long so it wouldn't you wouldn't make sense to make a three hour long movie and put it out like you could put these two together and it's an hour long episode yeah that's that's my only complaint i have the only complaint i have with it yeah and Sagarera confirmed the dumbest MF alive. Yeah, I hate Sagarera. I don't think I've ever liked. <laughs> no, he is. I hated him when I first saw him, and I hate him even more now. But we get them breaking in, and like the return of Tarkin and Doctor Krennic. Yeah, dude, Man. that was. I think Ben Mendelsohn voices him as well. I don't know if he does. I love it. If not. I could care less. I want to see more of him, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was these crazy theories yesterday, and I was walking, and I was like, what if they use the clones to, like, assemble, like, the parts of the Death Star where, like, they can't use droids to assemble it? I was, like, making up the... I was just, like, coming with all these crazy fan theories in my head. I would not. if it's, like, the inside of the Death Star, and they're like, oh, just use the clones to, like, build, like, this part of it. Like, we can just get rid of it at the end of it to build the core like yeah whatever it's so what if it blows up like so we don't have to waste the money on building droids to do this we have these guys let's just use them they're expendable I, that's that would be I that would be wicked dark i would love to see that though like i dude i love this this time of the star wars story i think is the best like the transition between the republic and the uh the empire and here's what i'll say as well dude bad batch is doing it way better than mando because like when you see the transition between like the two like galactic governments I've it's Bad Batch is doing it way better than Mando. I think there is something to do with the proximity of like the main characters to that government <laughs> because the Mandalorian has like no connection to the New Republic. He had no connection really to the Empire. His connection to his like Mandalorian cult. The Bad Batch, however, were a a special operations squadron in that government that has now evol- is evolving into a fascist government. So I think that's probably why we're seeing more of it because you're not going to see as much of it in Mando mm-hmm. because he's not so closely intertwined with said government. Yeah, I guess I could see that more so. But still, like that's not restricting Star Wars to like not. I mean, well, I this is why the New Republic is supposed to be that. So. I was going to say this is why we need a. Re- I think yeah, Mando is the reason why. We, like this most recent episode, I was like, we need a Rangers of the New Republic show. I would agree, but we're not there yet. Um, I do like, though, in Summit, the Summit, um, I love the way that, like, it brings the Bad Batch back together, and, like, they're, like, just the whole stakes that are set up for them getting to, like, this mo- like this uh, meeting and trying to figure out, like, where to get back to Crosshair. 
um, I loved. I loved oh, everything it's, about it. It's so good. It's so good. The tensions, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the tensions, like, yes. this cartoon are set, like, at the highest stakes. And it's a big difference because, like, in Mando, at points you're like, like, I know what you're trying to do, but it is not landing. And in this, I'm like, oh, my God, don't get caught. Oh, my God, don't die. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, my God. At three different points in the first episode, I'm like, Omega's going to get captured. I'm like, oh, this is where, like, oh, they're all going to die. Or not, they're all going to die. But, like, I'm like, oh, this, some one of them, one of them's going to eat it right here, right now. Well, so here's what I'll say. It's like, I was genuinely, genuinely invested when they were like, somebody else is here. Somebody else is turning off, like, the tripwire, like, the uh, the sensors on this base. I'm like, who else could be there right now doing that? And they showed Sagar, and I'm like, I Of course. Know. I'm like, I didn't even think of it being him. No, I didn't either. I, I didn't either, because I was like, oh my god, someone someone else is here. Like, who? I was like, like, it can't be Rex, because Rex would have told them that, like, he was going there. Yeah, no, like, if I were, like, sit, if I were to actually sit down and think about who it was, I guess Sagara is, like, the most... He makes sense. He makes, the, he most makes the most sense. Like, it is, like, what what is it? It's not Occam's Razor. Um, No, that's not it. What's the thing where, like... The most likely answer is probably the true one. Yeah, obviously. It's not Occam's yes. Razor. I don't, know, uh, I don't know what you're trying to get at. I don't know. But yeah, Occam's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Whatever. Sorry. Anyways. Um, No, it's just like the interplay of like everything i like that i like the meeting with tarkin that he has with all those like admirals where like you they all come from different points stars like i couldn't i i recognized most of them sorry you go you know who i wish was a part of that meeting thrawn you that's true that would have been very very interesting because you the head of isb that's true so i would have loved to see him because that would make sense for him to be in there yeah, because they got to keep everything in, like, they got to keep everything airtight. Yes. And it would make sense for him to know what's going on. I think Thrawn would make sense too, but I think that's a little too early for Thrawn to be in the story. Yeah, and at that level, yeah. Because it's the advanced science, like, it's all, like, kind of like the advanced projects people, but, like, dude, that I think, was. I think Ularn would have been a, would have been a really cool thing to see. Well, this is where I thought Hemlock was like. I was like, "Oh, this guy is like he's a he's different because he's talking about his project." And like, are should we? And like, some of the like Imperial guys are like, should we really be doing this? Like, should we really be like doing this? This is, I mean, like even for us, it's a little like, ooh, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. So, I I love the summit. Plan ninety nine. Oh, we're like then because obviously. Saw is like, oh, we need to blow up the base. I'm like, okay, dummy. I don't know. You're not going to get so... more answers that way. Like, doing it. He... Saw is like the group dude who's like, we just need to blow everything up, and then that'll solve all our problems. Yeah, okay. Dumb. Dummy. Yeah. No, we're not going to explain. We're not going to run through everything, because if you're watching this, nobody's watching this episode if they haven't seen the Bad Batch. But uh-huh. I will say is I love the... Uh... So in text death, when, like they're running on the rail car, I love the music. The music that they play during like his death scene and like him falling and like the whole plan 99 thing i love like i don't think the music has been like that good in such a long time yeah no it was 
Yeah, I also will say, so when they say when Texas Plan 99, I texted you this theory, but a lot of people think that Tech isn't dead. No. I hope he, well, don't go no and all angry. Because, I mean, I don't want him to be dead, but I also want him to be dead. Don't get angry. But I think he should be dead because I want that weight of, like, I want to actually feel like this finale meant something with, like, him dying. Yeah, and, like, again, we've I talked about this. You and I talked about this. I'm like, dude, somebody, somebody in Star Wars needs to stay dead. Because, yeah. like, at this point, nobody has stayed dead besides Mace Windu so far. And, God, I hope they keep it that way because everyone's like, we want Mace Windu back. No, you freaking don't. Yeah, unless if it's, like, a series before he dies, like, uh, that's that's it. Yeah, no, I'm cool seeing him in a prequel, like, series, but, like... Mace Windu. I don't okay. need him post Revenge of the Sith. He's no, dead. because it, it cheapens Anakin's choice to like. He's like, I am destroying the Jedi for my own selfish purposes. Anyways, different um, different video. I will. So what I was saying was when Tech says Plan Ninety Nine, um, the whole Clone Force Ninety Nine is based off of the Clone Ninety Nine. Yeah. Like the first like deformed clone, like the first genetically like different, not genetically, but like physically different clone um from the rest of the batch that's like what started the bad batch then like this group um and 99 like the whole bit of him dying is like he did a self-sacrifice where like he was trying to like get away and get the more grenades or more guns when uh the separatists were invading camino i think when tech said plan 99 then like i think plan 99 is like a self-sacrifice type of plan where it's like for the greater yeah I'll sacrifice myself so somebody else can benefit from it. So, like, my squad can benefit from the rest of this. Yeah. No, that's probably very true. And, like, what would have Tech landed on? Like, he fell, like, 100, 200 feet. I mean, I guess his leg Rocks. was fine after a 300-kilogram. Because remember at the beginning of the show, a 300-kilogram yeah. crate landed on his leg. No, I think it was, like, 185. That was, like, 150, 185 kilogram crate and i'm like your leg is shattered yeah <laughs> like, um, you can't even move at that point yes maybe it's, say it's like 50 kilograms that i'll believe it <laughs> there are just shards of bone in your leg right now there's nothing solid yeah but um and maybe like he fell into like a stream but again he's falling so far it's like if he hits the water and he's getting crushed by the yeah, it's yeah, dark. The, the rail car following following him. But I love then where he falls and like Omega has the reaction, Wrecker has the reaction, and the music blasts, and the rail car just goes flying off the track then. Well what got me was when they like when Hunter's like, Tech, that's an order. Get up here now. I'm gonna come get you. He's like, When have we ever followed orders? And you're like, Ah oh. I was crying so much in this finale. Like, these That's two episodes, when... I was like, God, this is so good. I, I really don't think that, like, the storytelling has been better. It's, I mean, it's it's in the conversation. I loved this finale. I loved this finale. I loved the last season's finale, but I only liked the first episode. Uh, the second I episode, that. I kind of liked... But the first episode where it's like I lo- I always remember the final shot of like Topoka City with all the empty rooms. That we yeah, that was more than like they just like open fire. I love that. Yeah, and that, again, that's another thing. Like the see, like the finale is like that's my gripe with them. It's like they're both thir- like twenty thirty minute episodes. Just 
put it together, make it a big, long, hour-long finale. Like, just do that because it's going to hit harder. Because, like, mm-hmm. the final episode's always, like, all of the action stuff, and you're like, I, like, I am invested in it, but it's not, like, that's all there is in that episode. So, like, it's really hard to say, like, this episode is better than the one before, which set everything up and did all of, like, the emotional beats. Mm-hmm. I will say... um, you talk about the first person stuff. I loved that with Omega's perspective. I think it was better than what they did in season one with Hunters. Yeah. Um. Then, like after Tech's death, like there's like a little middle portion where you know Sid sells him out. I don't know if you want to dive into any of that. I don't. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not surprised. Mfs. <laughs> but I will say, so the end of the episode is where I was like, what Bro. is happening right now? Well, because we thought they were going to, like... Because, like, the whole time, I'm like, all right, well, they'll go they'll get her back. Nope. They did not go get her back. She no. is stuck. Yeah, so Omega's captured. We see we see the cloning tubes that were used in the Mandalorian for Palpatine and, like, Snoke. So yeah. those are in Mount Vesuvius. I don't know what it's called. Tantus? Vesuvius. Mount Tantus. I know it's not Mount Vesuvius. I was just saying it. Um, What's a Vesuvius? What's that from? planet earth i have hold on or maybe is it a volcano that's not vesuvius sounds familiar wait is that like on mars or like venus this mount vesuvius oh it is in italy yeah 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 nope it's on earth you're right it's also yeah pabu reminded me a lot of like italy for some reason it did. No, yeah, it felt. Or it, I don't know. It felt a little more like Hawaii, like Samoa. Yeah, like, like tropical to type me. Of like yeah, I yeah, like Aloha. I got like mad Aloha vibes out of Pabu. But back to the finale at the end of the episode in Plan Ninety Nine. The doctor that's with Hemlock, Amelia, whatever her name is, I don't remember. <laughs> Amelia Earhart. <laughs> Whatever the doctor's name. Mike has a sister. Yeah. Okay. I told you this. I don't know, like I know this is gonna sound like revisionist history here, but like when we first saw that character, her talking, I'm like, she has like a Kiwi accent. I'm like, you don't just give someone a Kiwi accent when everybody's got a Kiwi accent. Mm-hmm. Unless you're doing it for a very specific, I was like, God, maybe she's like another clone of Omega. I'm like, nah, there's no way it's, that's it. I didn't, I didn't say anything on here. Like, this is a thought I had had at one point during the season. I just never, I was like, ah, maybe not. And I never followed up on it. And then she's like, Omega, it's crazy that you're like, you're more willing to trust these people than me. It's like, why? It's like, I'm your sister. And it's like, yeah, what? I don't, I don't understand. How did they even get a clone of her? It's like to be your sister. Cause I thought Omega was the last like pure genetic strand of the Django Fett DNA. Okay, this is what I think it is. Because you know how Boba Fett is, like, the unaltered clone? Do you think Omega's the unaltered clone of the lady clones? But I thought Omega was part of the Jango Fett DNA. Unless, is this chick, I don't know who this, like, I don't know if, is, do you think she's a, okay, let's list who, the, the, jeez, what am I, the the likelihood of, yes, is she A? A clone of Omega. Is she B, like Django Fett's cousin or something like that? Come on, help me out here. I don't really know what else she could be. It's, she's a clone of Omega. That's the only thing she could be, I feel like. Yeah. Like, and like, where are the other ones? 
I do, I'm so confused by it, but I'm so invested because it, it shows not only that scene shows Crosshair like laying out on a table, yeah, just him like a ton of other clones out there too, yeah. Because we see like they like hinted at the season where it's like oh some clones are vanishing for some reason. It's because like what I was saying where it's like Rampart wants to silence the clones. They're just sending them to Mount Tantus. Yeah, but we when they're like oh they're vanishing, it's like oh they're just getting rid of them. Nope, they're yeah, doing. I thought they something. were just killing them. So this is what I said to you. I don't remember if I said it last week. I think I did. I think Commander Cody's a part of this group. You think he's in there? I I do. Uh, okay, if he was, I think we would have seen him. I I don't know. You listen. You don't know because no, I feel you like don't he would know. be with. I feel like he would be with Rex. Like there's no way you. Commander Cody's like a fav, like a fan favorite clone. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like they wouldn't just like leave him up where it's like, oh, he left after the solitary clone and he's gone. I think they're gonna find him and he's gonna help them. Like I think we're gonna see some like serious clone act. Like we're gonna get like some heavy Clone Wars vibes next season. Well, so I'll say like whatever the series. Fin- I think season three is going to be the end of this series, though. I do too. So there's gonna have to be season three. Like they they end this on like a pretty big cliffhanger. But I think if they cancel the show the now, the story, yeah, I'd be irate. I can't imagine that they end it now, though. The no. only reason that they might is because oh the streaming numbers are down streaming numbers don't equate to quality of tv though no it does not it just means that like people don't want to watch that that doesn't mean it's a bad show though no it's god it's so good but Um, and i I have like you know what's cool is like we started this podcast with bad batch we did start this podcast with bad batch and that's crazy like that has been like the most consistently great thing we've been watching it's weird um <clears throat> we so, owe our podcasting career to the clones of Clone Force 99. Well, so here's what I'll say is I do think that the big finale for, like, the series will be, like, a big clone invasion, like, sort of, like, as, like, a, re- a retaliation against the Empire. Where it's, like, they're finally standing up for themselves. They're standing up for their rights and everything. Like, I think that's, like, what this is building towards. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Because they deserve I, it. Yeah. I don't know who's going to get a happy ending at the end of this, though. Well, so season three has to do this. That we have to get introduced back into Wolf because we have no idea what happened to the Wolf Pack. No, we don't know. Rebels. We have to know what happens to Echo. I think Echo is number one on the kill list for next season. I don't think so, man. They're not going to kill him off twice. Well, here's what I'll say is because he's not in Rebels. And Rex, Gregor, and yeah. Wolf are in Rebels, and they're out on that planet when Ezra finds them. Okay, but then so like, what happens to Hunter and... They're going to retire. Yeah, but does Ek retire... Echo... Ek. Does Echo retire with them? No, because why would, he, why would he retire with them when he left them at the mid-season? Maybe because he feels bad about leaving Omega. She's like, just stay with us. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think Omega's... I want it to be the case, Will. Yeah, if you want it, sorry, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Like, oh, when you look at all the Bad Batch, Echo is the one who is, like, outside of Crosshair. He is the one who is, like, like a soldier. Like, because Echo was a soldier. Like, he wasn't, like, a part of the Bad Batch. He was, like, kind of like an honorary member. Yeah. Yeah, he's a reg. He was a reg. So, but season three's got, like, some pretty... This season didn't even answer any questions. It just, like, asked more... It just, like, gave us more questions that we have. Yeah. It's like, like, they have to go more into, like, the... Like, we didn't even see what happened to Rampart. I don't think that storyline is done with him yet. No. I think no. we're still going to go back into him. We need to know what happens to Cody. Palpatine, 
it's definitely not the end of him because I think he wa- I think there's going to be an interaction between Palpatine and Omega. I dude, I think that's going to happen. I think this next season picks up. We're going to see like the stormtrooper armor in Clone Wars animation, and I would not be surprised if we got a, a cameo from Darth Vader. Yes, you and I have said that. I think you and I both think that Darth Vader is going to show up in the series. At we some said it back, point, we said it back in season one. He was going to show up. Yeah, dude. He's Vader is a part of Endgame for this show. Well, so here's um, what I'll say: is I think we're going to see Death Troopers in this too, because in the summit, Tarkin said, "I need um encoded comms." That's true. That's and right. I was like, I was like, yo, are they going to bring in Death Troopers for this? Yeah, that's great. That's so cool. Like where they like they sound garbled, but like they just they send it to the other one and unscrambles it through their helmet. Mm-hmm. I love I I if they go into like the Death Trooper program, that'd I be would cool. Love it. This is such a good time for the galaxy, though. Like I not it's not a good time for the galaxy. It's a good time for a fan though, because I love seeing the transition. You know what I would love the death because like I don't think they actually confirmed what the Death Troopers. I would love if the Death Troopers are like actually just clones, but I would are just love like it if they were commandos. Yeah, like just big commandos. Like if it was like Delta Squad. Yeah. Because we see Scorch in this. I don't even talk about Scorch. I hate Scorch. I love him, though. I don't know who Scorch is. He's the guy with the yellow. Oh, is he? What's he from? Uh, the Commando game. Oh, that's right. Clone Commando. But, yeah, that was a beefy hour-long talk match. I love it, though. I love this season. I think it was better I, than last season. I do, too. Um, let's push uh, Celebration Episode 2 its own thing. Okay. Because so then we have we have more time to talk about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to talk about Mando then? Wait. Yeah, so, let's talk Mando. So Bad Batch season two, like out of ten, what are you giving it then? <clears throat> I give it a solid eight and a half. I was gonna say eight and a half. Like I was like, I don't, I want like eight seems too low, but nine seems a little too high. Nine maybe. Eight and a half. <sighs> yeah, I, was, I don't know. Like I could see <clears throat> eight seven five. I'll have to go back and watch the best episodes. I won't go back and rewatch like the episodes that I don't really care about. <clears throat> yeah, no. Because there's a couple that I'll definitely skip. But I definitely I definitely think it's better than last season. Oh yeah, man. It's God, I didn't I get into it. it much, but I love that we got Hauser back. I love that we got Hauser back. Hauser is one of my favorite clones. Wilcox is one of my favorite clones. Alder- Mayday is one of my I, favorite clones. Dude, I love the clones. I don't have a least favorite clone. I, well, I don't like Slick. Yeah. Shout out. Everybody hates but Slick. I, like, I love every single clone, and it pisses me off every single time one of them dies. Yeah. Which yeah, one was no, the it's... one that died in the Siege of Mandalore? When Ahsoka. Was it Captain? Oh, Captain Vaughn. Vaughn. God, I didn't even know him, and I was mad that he died. <laughs> I, get, I, don't I get mad when every clone dies in the series. They are objectively the best characters. Well, they're the reason that this entire franchise exists. Like, I, I texted this to you. I didn't even talk. I, we're not done with this review. I no, we're not. Want, I want to know how deep the iceberg goes for cloning. Because let's just start at the beginning here. 
the Phantom Menace happens. <clears throat> the Jedi know that, like, there's go- that a war is going to come. Palpatine knows it's going to come. Dooku knows it's going to come. sifo knows it's going to come. Dooku and sifo go out, and they re- reach out to the Kaminoans, enlist in making a clone army. Dooku kills sifo Kills sifo They use the Jango Fett DNA to create these clones. This is still pre-attack of the clones. The Kaminoans are like, okay, we'll create an order for the Republic, and we'll make however many clones they need. Palpatine's the one. Okay, you go. You're um, going I would like to see a short, like in Tales of the Jedi, like a 15-minute short of Dooku approaching Jango Fett, fi- them finding Jango Fett, the person to use the DNA for the clones. I just want a little like blurb of like, I, w- I just want to see how that, like, how do you convince this guy to do that? I want to see, like, what the Kaminoans are doing prior to cloning, like, the Republic ones, the Republic yeah. army. Because no, we've seen other cities outside of Topoka City. We saw yeah. that back in season one. Yeah. So I think that's, like, something that they could explore into. But so, this is still pre-Phantom Menace. Palpatine is the one who's then ordering these clones being created. He's, like, the one who's, like, doing the whole... The Jedi are so dumb. Oh, we just got this free army. Yeah. But he's controlling both sides of the war. Attack of the Clones rolls around. Obi-Wan finds Jango Fett. He's led to Kamino. They're investigating then. Oh my god, we have this free army for the Republic. And uh, Senator, or not Senator, um, Prime Minister Lamassu, right? Yeah. Yes. He's like, oh yeah, this army is like meant for the Republic. Jedi Master sifo was the one that ordered the creation of the clone army. Obi-Wan's like, he died 10 years ago. Not possible. We see the clones get created. All of the Clone Wars story put, takes place. Then all this Bad Batch story takes place. Like, And then it's not even done there. Palpatine dies in Return of the Jedi. Mandalorian comes around. We see this cloning technology that's being used in the series. Yeah. Snoke is created, who's actually just a clone of Palpatine. Dude... I love that the entire like the entire Star Wars story hinges on cloning. It does, and I love it. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's such a it's such a cool concept. Just like when you think about like how deep down this iceberg of cloning goes. I just did like a really quick rundown of it. We could go way more in depth with it if we wanted to one day. But we honestly probably could. I it's it's a chef's kiss for a story. Anything with cloning, I'm in. I I love this. I love the Star Wars franchise so much. Star Wars does not create like very consistently good content, and not all of their movies are that good. But I, <laughs> I effin, I effin love it, man. I love I the story, love it man. So much. This I'm universe so is. Into it. Yeah, this universe is awesome. Like I I. I I'm watching Harry Potter with my roommate, and Harry Potter's, like, objectively, Harry Potter is, like, probably, like, the best, like, story franchise of, like, all time. I could care less. No, go back and rewatch Harry Potter, because, like, I've been rewatching. I know, I I love them. I love them all. Like, the movies are probably the best, like, most solid, like, run of movies. Oh, yeah. But, like, I, 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 people are like, oh, I think Lord of the Rings are... Harry Potter is the best franchise. I'm like, nah. No. It's got nothing on Star Wars. Yeah, only like maybe four out of the ten movies, or 11 movies that they have 
are like good. Truly great. No, we went through this recently. That's not true, Will. We did this like I swear to God, we did this two weeks ago where we went through think, and like I okay, maybe it was more. like six, like six yeah, like the eleven were good. Yeah, it's like okay, like they're above, they're batting above fifty percent. Yeah, let's let's calm down here with this hate. I guess yeah yeah yeah. Or people who say Marvel, no, Marvel is no compared to this. no. Listen, Marvel's like king right now in the movies because like they're making money and like but like dude when i am breaking when i'm looking at the universes i'm sorry mcu it is star wars, star wars. yeah i think there was a time back when like marvel was at its peak in like the 2010s though like 20 when it was 2016 yeah. 2017 where i was like damn i think i might like marvel more than star wars it was like around the civil war era yeah, Infinity War, Civil War, Spider-Man coming. Oh, when Infinity like, War came out, oh my god. That was a different stretch, time. Those stretch of movies, I was like, ugh, I really like it. But I think shows like The Bad Batch and Andor make me realize, like, I think Star Wars will always remain king. Oh, yeah. And it's going to have to end one of these days because I do not want there to be, like, a billion Star Wars projects out there. I'm like, all right, son, we have to watch the good batch before we can watch star wars the medium <laughs> batch yeah no so. it's i but yeah that's, man that's this is a quick rundown of season two of the bad batch i do you, i honestly to be honest with you i did not think we were gonna sit down here for more than like 30 minutes talking about this season i'm not surprised we did yeah because no, episodes it's... like Truth and Consequences, I mean, The Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences, and episodes like The Outpost and then the finale yeah. are the reason why I I can sit and talk about it forever. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, eight and a half, eight, seven, five out of ten, season yep. two. Yeah. It's not, it's so like, I know I say it's like the storytelling is ever better. It's not better than Andor, but like, I'm telling you, animation just in general, I love the peaks of animation and storytelling. Yeah. Can we pause real quick? <laughs> I gotta go pee. <laughs> I guess we can. Um, ad break. We'll go right here. Man, we've been going for over an hour. You can't give me crap for that. <laughs> Sorry. I also for uh, I also forgot to say, but this is also um, we talked about it. But this is officially the last episode that we'll be releasing for the podcast too. What? April Fools. Oh, you. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> we didn't talk about this. This episode won't be releasing on April Fools' Day, but um, it'll be the <laughs> after April Fools. Anyways, yeah. Um, Mando. Mando. Season three, episode five, the pirate. Um. I liked it. Initial thoughts, yeah. I think it's on a streak of good episodes. They're like they're good. It's a different. They're just good. They're they're just good. It's not like oh, this is good. good. It was like it's like this is good. Like I don't. I'm not like ah, this is. I'm not hating. Reason, yeah. It's not giving me any reason to hate it, but it's also not giving me any reason to like rave over it. No, it's so good. Like, dude, I don't just know so what average. it is. It's, just, it's so goofy. Like, everything is so all over the place. It's like, 
We're following. Like, I like seeing Carson Teva. Um, and we'll get into the cameo a little bit later. Um, but it's just like we. I don't. The again, the elements of this season are really interesting, but they're just executed and strung together in the weirdest way. It's like everything is like hodgepodge together, and it just. I'm like, what? Why are we going everywhere? We're going so many different directions at the same time. This is because they set up so many different plot lines in the first episode to be accomplished. I, yeah, and like, and people talk about this like when they like because like this this episode revolves around Pirate King Gorian Shard. Um, I swear to God, I've heard that name more than the Mandalorian at this point. Being like, oh, Pirate King Gorian Shard. Oh, Pirate King Gorian Shard. It's like okay. I know who's trying to take over Navarro. Well, uh, but yeah. So, well, it's like when we t- you and I talked about this. It's like it would make like like they set up all these different plot lines. It's like I it was like oh, but this is like I heard someone say this on like I forget which podcast it was, but someone's like oh, but this is like episodic TV storytelling. Like in TV, they set up a bunch of different plot lines. Like yeah, but those TV shows you're talking about are like twenty episodes long. We've eight episodes for the Mandalorian. Yeah, but those also feel like network television TV shows, too, where it's like, oh, we know who the bad guy is for this next 20-episode season. I don't But we're taking a detour. Want that. I don't want that in an eight-episode. Like, I don't want Mando to feel like network television. It's it different with... like a real Sorry. story. Yeah, and it's different with episode with, like, The Bad Batch, where they have more episodes. Like, you can kind of take detours and do stuff. I think like, the environment that exists in as well, like I think just the Bad Batch being an animation gives it the liberty to do that too. Exactly. So like like this episode was fine, but like we see a lot of like Carson Teva like, oh, the New Republic, so clunky, bureaucracy, red tape, like, okay. We see Ellie again and she's, of course, just trying to put a stick in the wheel and everything. She's always just, every time, every time, she's always just like this in the shot. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like okay, we get it. You're a bad guy. I will um, say with like Carson Teva's whole thing this episode, I didn't really understand how he was just like pirates are attacking Navarro. There's something greater at play. Like, has there never been like pirate attacks on planets before in the Outer Rim? No, and like, the, uh, yeah, I this is where... that weird. I was like, I feel like. This is a tale as old as time. Like nobody can like colonize the outer rim. No, it's it, it's it doesn't make sense when they like they're linking Moff Gideon not making it to trial to pirate attacks. Like something is happening out there. It's like this is what I'm talking about when the writing of Mando doesn't make any sense to me at points. It's like it's just held by like a thin line. What? It's like I mean, I guess you could maybe make the connection that like he didn't make it there, but why didn't we focus more on that then? And even to me, like as like an um, external observer, I'm like I don't even understand how what pirates have to do with Moff Gideon coming yeah. back. Like I don't understand that. Con- like I don't even understand how you're making that connection because like pirates are pirates. They're an independent entity. That they, they don't. The thing about pirates is they don't like being told what to do by other people. That's the thing. Like there's no, I don't buy that pirates are following Moff Gideon. Yeah, also the New Republic must have folded really hard if, like, they just let Gideon get away and they were only protecting him in a Lambda-class shuttle. 
Like they were, yeah. they were transporting Bill Burr's character, or not his character, but the that episode with Bill Burr in season one. They're transporting way less, like uh, intimidating criminals, I guess I'll say. High profile, more, yeah, like on a much more secure ship. On a much more secure ship, because like you remember those robots that were like being used by the New Republic in that episode. Yeah, no, they were not like high tech like droids. They they weren't just your run of the mill B one battle droids. Yeah, no, it's again like <laughs> it just I don't like, know, it's just it's kind of like uh, I I just have a question mark above my head for like most of the season, like not a light bulb. I just have a question mark above my head because I'm like and. I don't yeah. get what's happening. I th- again, like this whole first five episodes at this point, it's like they just feel like they're like trying to set up what's actually happening this season. Like I told, I texted you, like this is a great, like not a great. This is like feels like an episode three of a season. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause here's, sorry, you go. Well, I was gonna say, I was just gonna say, like, I mean. I, I don't know. Yeah. The only thing that like I really was like, oh, that's kind of cool, is when Mando was like, the Pirate King Gordon chairs, like we have you ten to one, and he's like, I like those odds. I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, he likes those odds. Yeah, no, that was the line. I was like, I said out loud, I'm like, hell yeah. But when I'm talking about like the assembly of this season, doesn't make any sense to me. It's like the beginning of the season. Pirate King, Gorian Shard, Pirate King. They, so they fly by him and they leave. And they go do other random stuff that, like, should have been done later at some point in the season, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And then they swing back. It's like, oh, Pirate King, Gorian Shard is taking over. It's like, why didn't we just do this in the first three episodes? Like, why didn't we just, like, hammer all of it? Like, that's how – that that makes logical sense to me. It's like Pirate King Gorian Char shows up over Navarro. It's like, oh, you're just going to bail on them and just leave them there? It's like, all right, see you guys. That's what I said last week, I think, where it was like at the first episode, Mando fought the pirates outside of Navarro. And then he just like went to hyperspace was like, peace out, uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah. I'll I'll let you deal with that. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, hey, just so you know, there's a pirate ship. Like just a couple parsecs off your planet yeah it, it, that doesn't make any sense to me what would have made more sense is like i was like oh crap i gotta stay here and save them it's like okay i'll buy that it's like but it's just like they're doing they're going to coruscant like every other episode but for like two minutes and they're whipping around it like this is happening the empire is coming back the pirates and moff, moff gideon are connected it's like what bro carson tiva's teva tiva whatever his x-wing must have some pretty fast afterburners on that thing if he's going from the outer rim to Coruscant back to the outer rim again all the way to Moff Gideon's ship in one episode dude actually what I was thinking I was like god when is this guy stopping to get gas oh god who knows and actually what I, this was an auxiliary thought I had while I was watching the episode I was like oh my god doesn't this guy need to get gas I'm like I would love to see like a Star Wars gas station state like station in orbit around a planet where you're like People just go, yeah, just feel, it's like, it's like a truck stop. Like, I, w- I want to see a Star Wars truck stop. I would love to see, like, one of the owners of that gas station just, like, upcharge the hell out of their prices, too. Yeah. It's like, you're in the outer rims, son. It's like the core worlds. You, you know how much it costs to get the fuel out here? I would love that. I think it'd be hilarious. 
I think you and I could write like a Star Wars truck stop show. <laughs> oh, easily. Um, um, so I will say the only thing that I liked this loved this episode. I mean, because I like the whole episode. I was like, I, I mean, I guess I like it. I mean, Mandos were fighting, and I'm like, this is cool, kind of. Um, <laughs> but the only thing that I loved was the end of the episode where like Moff Gideon was taken, and like there's Beskar being used here. It's like break him out of this lambda class shuttle i'm like all right i'm kind of interested now what happens yeah, it's like yeah, it's like what do they want with him is it like yeah. because he had the dark saber do you think it's like he was in charge that was his clan that he was in charge of i don't know i like because do you i i've heard a couple things where people think it's dark troopers that were infused with beskar armor that broke him out which I, Ooh. I could see that being a good theory yeah. Also, we know that there's not only just like good Mandalorians out there as well. Like you mentioned, like maybe it's his tribe of Mandalorians because he had the dark saber. Because we still have to find out how he even ended up with the dark saber. Yeah, we're, we've been. I I just don't understand what this season has been doing. Well, so Bo-Katan takes her helmet off because the armor's like, take your helmet off. I'm like, this is a okay. trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought it was too. I was like, I wouldn't take it off. <laughs> like, I, uh... But so then the armor's like, she's going to go reunite all the clan- the Mandalorians together. I don't know. And then they say, we're going to retake Mandalore. I'm like, from who? Nobody's even on that planet to begin with. Why would you want to live there? <laughs> I I would rather live on Navarro, honestly. Oh, I, I've, I still got some beef with some of the stuff that happened on Navarro. Um, but yeah, go into it. I just like, if you're going to like, like, oh, Pirate King Gori Hinshard wants to take Navarro. Why are you blowing it up? Why are you blowing up a planet? Like, oh, we're going to take this over and this will be ours now. It's like, what do you want to, like, hang out with a bunch of rubble? Like, oh, cool. Look at my city. Look at all these busted buildings. Not even counting that. The d- the dumbest thing in this episode. They're like, the citizens must flee Navarro. It's like Carl Weathers and 15 other people. It's like, citizens of Navarro. I'm like, oh, my God. This is stupid. No, but, like, what? There's, like, 10 people here. They couldn't get more extras. <laughs> God, I was like, what are we doing right now? Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, I think this is like a six and a half, seven out of ten episode. I'm giving six it a, a six. Half. Yeah. Compared to the other it's... episodes, which are like four. Yeah, it's better. It's better than four what we've half. seen. Yeah. Um, I, I just, sorry. I don't know. I think when you're complaining about the pirates, like, I feel like the pirates are like, Pirates and Star Wars, like the people, like who went to your high school and never graduated and got their diploma. Like, I feel like, or they just like never the moved out of your are. home. They never moved out of your hometown. Yeah, they just like continue they to like they, they didn't like, graduate they gra- high school. They didn't graduate high school. They didn't move out of your hometown. Or they graduated high school, but like they didn't really graduate high school. <laughs> no, because I won't rip on those people. Because maybe like some of them like really just want to like live close to their family. I'll say it's exclusively the people who didn't graduate high school and still live at home. Yeah. I don't know anyone personally who does, who's like no, that. I, I imagine either. that's what the pirates of the Star Wars are like. Because they're shooting, blowing up this planet. I'm like, well, you're blowing up all this prime real estate and infrastructure. So Yeah, I don't mean to rip on people like that. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I understand how that would sound. Yeah, bad. But, you know, I, I, I know what you're saying. No, people who don't get their high school diplomas, though. We might need to get a few things checked out. Yeah, we got we got we got some other problems we got to deal with. Um, 
But like, it, I'm also kind of bummed that they killed him off. Pirate King Gorian Shard. Yeah, I yeah, like I he was he's kind of a cool character. Like just like his like his appearance and his voice, I liked. I liked his ship too, man. That was sweet. Yeah, I like seeing the gunners like flip down and like I thought that was uh, just like those like simple effects I thought were really cool. The the way Carson Teeve was setting up, he made it sound like the Empire remnants were like hiring them out to attack Navarro. Why Navarro? Oh, is it because of the cloning thing? But like, well, I feel like they they destroyed that cloning base back in season two. I thought. Yeah, like. I don't know, like, the way that they're, like, hinting about it, they're, like, something greater is at play with the Empire. Um, I I just don't know what's happening. I genuinely just don't know what's going on. Like, I know I'll get the answer at some point, but, like, it's not my favorite form of storytelling that's happening right now. Because it doesn't feel like a mystery, it's just making me angry. No, because, and this is where I have issues with the writing, it's like, something is greater at play. It's like, you don't have any evidence to believe that something Moff getting like him finding Moff getting ship and then saying this next episode makes more sense but like pirates are attacking the empire is somehow involved it's like what how are you, are you like, getting how, this information like where like at what point were you like these two completely separate entities are like connected it's it's just like I don't understand how we went from like season one and season two which were great to like Again, the question mark, it's like, I feel like when, like, you know, characters have, like, a little, like, scrabbly ball above their head, like, in, like, peanuts. peanuts, and they're like, yeah, they're just like, what is, I'm like, that's me, I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, I, I'm and, not loving it. And I, ta- we, we've talked about this before, but, like, the more, it's like, it's similar to, like, the Order 66 effect. The more Mandalorians I see, the more Mandalorians that are together, saying stuff together, the more it cheapens it for me, I'm like, yeah. I feel like I'm just watching cosplay. Yeah, I kind of wish there's only like a select few Mandalorians that like existed. Yeah, it's I don't know the talking stick of destiny they're handing around. Yeah, like the Warhammer that uh, yeah. Why should we save these people on Navarro? We save, we sacrifice Mandalorians for this foundling like oh great thank you Paz Vizsla it's like because we are Mandalorians some people like that line I didn't love I it. was I was not one of those people I think I'm I'm hitting man like Mandalorian culture not the show but like I've seen we've seen so much Mandalorian content like over the like animated stuff and like now this show about it there are other avenues that I like more that I'm coming to realize but that's I'm I don't want to be I don't want to hate I hate not liking Star Wars man I really do I don't yeah, enjoy any of this it doesn't feel good being a hater because if you look at the, we're gonna talk about how much we don't like there's a fraction of how much we love the Bad Batch yeah it's the polar opposites of this episode <laughs> exactly like you know what I feel go- bad about is <sighs> before Book of Boba Fett came out you and I said it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan <laughs> and like only two of the shows that have come out since then we've really liked Book of Boba Fett. We were like, meh. Obi-Wan, we, we didn't really like. We love Bad Batch. We love Andor. Mando are like, eh. uh. <laughs> so, I'm kind of concerned with Ahsoka now because I'm sitting here like, 
complaining about Mando, and I thought I was gonna love this season of Mando. Well, okay, like there was no, there were no red flags in the trailers that made me think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't like this. Okay, so this is not this is my question because then we're gonna get into the cameo where Zeb shows up, and bro, does he look and sound good? It was the voice actor who played him in Rebels. That Dude, I love this. He did the mocap for him too. That's awesome, and I'll tell you what, I love the Rebels crew. I really do. I'm I'm not a big Ezra fan, but like I like him. Um, he looked I am, great. He looked he, really good. Like the dude, visuals on Zeb's face were like stellar. People were like, "Oh, I could tell he was a CG character." I'm like, I could not. I was not one of those people. He looked like he was there, like the reflections off his face and everything, and like yeah. his eyes. I'm. It looked perfect. So okay, this is what I'm starting to think Mandalorian sees. I think Man- you know how Boba Fett is basically Mando 2.5. I feel like Mando is Ahsoka's season 0.5. Yeah, I feel like it's ranges of the New Republic. It's like a bunch of shows combined into one because it doesn't feel like the Mandalorian. Because like the Mandalorian has like that Western samurai feel. I have not had that feeling once. I this think entire Mando has had less screen time this season than like Bo-Katan and like the armor. <laughs> maybe that's i i don't know as Vizla, i don't know it doesn't feel like it's mando's show anymore no and it's kind of a bummer but yeah i don't know this i do want to say as well um in that scene where we see zeb dave filoni deborah chow and rick femui were in that scene that's cool i like that i saw that i saw that screenshot i didn't recognize i didn't see that right away but i didn't either I, I, but I saw the cowboy hat then in the screenshot. I'm like, oh, that's Dave. Easy. Yeah. And then I saw Deborah like drinking and like talking to him. Like, and I, I wasn't overly impressed with what Deborah did with Kenobi, but I am still impressed with her episodes of The Mandalorian. So. Oh yeah, she. Listen. Nailed like, it. Yeah, I. I don't like hating. I'm not. I don't like hating and stuff because like people pour their heart and soul in it. Sometimes it just doesn't land, and it bums me out. It bums me out as a fan, but also because like. Nobody wants, like, something that they make to, like, people Be to not love. Yeah, yeah, like, nobody goes in, like, oh, I'm going to make the worst thing ever. It's, like, it bums me out. But, yeah. you know, what do you do? True. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just kind of indifferent on the episode. I don't have anything that, like, I mean, I really liked the question that they set up for the end of the episode. But we have three episodes left of the season. Like I hope it kind of gets it. I hope it kind of kicks up this next couple episodes. I don't even feel like we've hit like a midpoint in the season. Like story wise, I don't feel a midpoint. I feel like we just hit a setup. We finally hit the point of like Moff Gideon has been taken by Mandalorians. It's like okay. I want to know more about Moff Gideon though. Like I want to know more about him. Yeah, I, I want like a Moff Gideon character. Se- like a Moff Gideon centric episode, like well, in like Bad Batch, you got one of, like you well, so get one of Crosshair. So, this next episode, which I am excited for, yeah. Well, because I haven't even said why. You know who's I directing am. it? Dave. No. Pa- oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep. That is. So there is I am an excited. MF goat. Yeah. So Bryce Dallas Howard is like directs really good episodes for mando she did season two episode three she did return of the mandalorian she did um the uh, she did okay she's only had 
her trajectory has like is an exponential rise because like her episode in season one was like the the village people where they're With the AT farming ST. like like it was a fun episode i liked it. it it wasn't my favorite of the season but like then she had the one with ahsoka and that was awesome wait no the one with bo-katan that was awesome that was great and then she had return of the mandalorian which i don't care what anybody says i that's a great, well, I mean, everybody great loves episode love it's that not like this yeah, it's not a hot take to love that now that I really say that. Um, so, still, fingers like crossed. Time. Yeah. Because that, that episode's like S-tier Star Wars content. Yes. Like, S, like you could make an own category with like S-plus tier. Like, that would be in there. The thing is, okay, so the thing is with like, with directing, you can't out-direct bad writing. And like, that has been the biggest problem this season is just bad writing all around. Like, yeah. So I, I get nervous because I don't want to hate a Bryce Dallas Howard episode because she puts in good work. Like, she and her dad, I don't know what is in that bloodline, but, like, they know how to make good Star Wars content. People, I like I like Solo. You like Solo. I think Ron Howard did great for what he was given and the amount of time he was given to do it. Yeah, that's, that's an – the Howards know what they're doing. I think Ron Howard should do a season one of, like, Solo, like – because I think you and I both think that that should be a Disney Plus show. I think they should just bring him in for an episode. Like, his daughter works, like, in the Mandal- – like, she's in the culture. And, like, it's not like he's not, but, like, I don't know. Maybe – I don't think he's too high profile. Ron Howard seems like a regular dude. I don't know. Every interview I've seen him. I don't know what he's directing right now. So. No, exactly. It's like bring him in for an episode of, like, Mandalorian or, like, Range yeah, of the New Republic. Like a father or daughter episode. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. I don't know. I feel, like be fun. I feel like that'd be really fun to direct an episode with your dad. Can you imagine you and I directing an episode with dad? That'd be pretty tough. That'd be fun. It would be. It'd be tough, though. Yeah. Um, I think we would all just argue with each other. Probably at some point. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. That'd be fun. But, um... Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with this next one. But so I said, like I said in previous weeks, and I think you did it as well too. But I always was like, I'm gonna turn on Bad Batch before Mando, and I always turned on Mando before Bad Batch. This last week with the finale for Bad Batch, I'm like, I am turning Bad Batch on. And yeah. I am really glad I did, and I'm kind of bummed that I can't do that anymore. <laughs> but not because um, of Mando, just because of how good Bad Batch was. Yes, because Bad Batch has been killing it lately and it's already yeah done. but that's yeah, a bummer i guess we'll have to see what happens because we don't want to get into celebration we'll do that in its own episode um yeah this has already been really long <laughs> yeah this is an hour and like 40 minute episode so yeah but uh, yeah i don't know i guess over halfway we're winding down the episodes that are left now so and the season they better flying by uh, they better start hitting home runs is Uh, all i can hope for yeah um but i'm excited here's the deal i'm excited every week to turn on a new piece of star wars content cross your fingers we'll see yeah i I always go in hoping that i'm gonna love next week's episode is uh, yeah, I go into every episode hoping to love it. Yes, I do too. 
I this feel this season just feels way too rushed and way too cluttered right now. We'll have to see. I think they're filming season four at the end of this year. Yeah, I don't I know. I'm just starting I'm, filming like in August. I think I read. I might be lying. Yeah, we'll I'm really see. excited. I'm really excited for Skeleton Crew and the Acolyte. I want to see the trailer for Skeleton Crew when that comes out at Celebration because they got some they got some really good directors attached to that. Yeah, but again, you talk about it. Cannot direct bad writing. As good as your writing, yep. Who's the? I'm, I'll have to look up on the writer of that show and like who's really show running that. We'll have to see. But Anyways, we've been chatting about Star Wars forever. Yeah, I gotta go eat some food. Do, though. Yeah. Well, um, we will. Well, today's episode Let's... that'll be uploaded will be Last of Us review, but. Oh God, I haven't promoted anything yet. No worries about it. Twitter and Instagram exist for a reason. So, yeah. But we'll chat with you guys. Well, you'll hear us next with um, Star Wars Celebration predictions. Yeah, that'll come out hopefully like the day before Celebration. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit earlier, so people like have time to anticipate. Yeah. These Anyways, might all be releasing a day after one another, but eh, whatever. More Legionnaire content for you. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.